Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 117. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, which wert and art and evermore shalt be. Hymn number 117.
The scriptural will be given by Imogene from Australia. The Bible, Psalm. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Ecclesiastes I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be for ever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science Textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today, 
feed the famished affections, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. And now let's sing hymn number 85. God of truth, eternal good, lift our hearts to revelation that thou mayest be understood, thou the rock of our salvation. All thy love we have for loving, all thy truth is ours for proving. Hymn number 85.
welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We start every Sunday here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is a training session, really, in Christian science, bringing out the important points of our lesson and how to practice this science better in our lives. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m., and uh, that Sunday school has a teleconference number so that children outside the area can attend via telephone. And in fact, many of our Sunday school students do just that. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number, and your child will be very welcome to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved by the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers so you can bring the young ones, too. We have a number of websites, many in languages other than English, so that people around the world can hear, read, study the true Christian science literature and articles in their own language in many cases. And everything we provide on all of our websites is free to read, to download, to listen to, free of charge. And that is why we are so grateful to those of you who contribute financially to our church. It helps to spread the word throughout the world. And many people have found us through our websites, and we're so grateful that so many people have found us. One of the articles that I'd like to uh, point out that's being featured on our English website, a really good one, entitled Ageless Being by Bicknell Young. He's authored a lot of wonderful articles, and this one is really good. Uh, Ageless Being by Bicknell Young. And I want to remind those of you here in Plainfield, if you haven't picked up your April full-text lesson sermon booklet, or your second quarter quarterly, be sure to do so. You're going to need them. And for those of you who subscribe to those, they are in the mail, and you should have received some of them soon if you haven't received them already. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Betty from California. Page 439. I had been an interested reader of the journal for some time and thought I would contribute my mite 
by giving one of my latest demonstrations in Christian science. An accident occurred as follows. Officers, while hunting for a criminal in thick underbrush, fired upon each other through mistake, and it was found that one was shot six times, two of the bullets passing through the abdomen and one through the hips. Two physicians who examined him had no hope. He asked me to help him. I took the case. Relief came almost instantly. I treated him for eight days. The fifth, I heard one of three physicians who held a private consultation over my patient ask him this question. Mr. F., have you not got one bit of pain? I was rewarded by hearing him answer, no, sir, not the least bit. No one else seemed to have any hope for him, but I held firmly to the thought that God is an ever-present help, never doubting, and Christian science has again won a victory. Many people call it a miracle, and it has set them to thinking. The harvest is now ripe and ready for the reaper. I wish some good Christian science teacher would come and help us. I can help in my own way, but I am not advanced enough to lead and teach others. I have only studied science and health a little over a year and have not been through a class yet. S. G. Schroyer, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 26 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Reality. The golden text is from James. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning. The responsive reading is from John and Genesis. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Fairly from Maryland will now read. The Bible. Colossians, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Genesis. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house until a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram passed through the land under the place of Sikkim, under the plain of Moreh. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy, thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her. And give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed, and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And Abraham was an hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. 
Hebrews. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things that which do appear. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Second Corinthians. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 1 Corinthians, as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. First Chronicles Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. 
Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. God creates all forms of reality. His thoughts are spiritual realities. To grasp the reality and order of being in its science, you must begin by reckoning God as the divine principle of all that really is. Spirit, life, truth, love, combine as one, and are the scriptural names for God. All substance, intelligence, wisdom, being, immortality, cause and effect belong to God. These are his attributes, the eternal manifestations of the infinite divine principle, love. No wisdom is wise, but his wisdom. No truth is true. No love is lovely. No life is life, but the divine. No good is, but the good God bestows. Spirit blesses the multiplication of its own pure and perfect ideas. From the infinite elements of the one mind emanate all form, color, quality, and quantity. And these are mental, both primarily and secondarily. Their spiritual nature is discerned only through the spiritual senses. The universe of spirit reflects the creative power of the divine principle, or life, which reproduces the multitudinous forms of mind and governs the multiplication of the compound idea, man. The tree and herb do not yield fruit because of any propagating power of their own, but because they reflect the mind which includes all. A material world implies a mortal mind, and man a creator. The scientific divine creation declares immortal mind, and the universe created by God. Creation is ever appearing, and must ever continue to appear from the nature of its inexhaustible source. Mortal sense inverts this appearing and calls ideas material. Thus misinterpreted, the divine idea seems to fall to the level of a human or material belief called mortal man. But the seed is in itself only as the divine mind is all and reproduces all, as mind is the multiplier, and mind's infinite idea 
man and the universe is the product. Spirit imparts the understanding which uplifts consciousness and leads into all truth. This understanding is not intellectual, is not the result of scholarly attainments. It is the reality of all things brought to light. Everything good or worthy, God made. Whatever is valueless or baneful, he did not make. Hence, it's unreality. In the science of Genesis, we read that he saw everything which he had made, and behold, it was very good. Sin, sickness, and death must be deemed as devoid of reality as they are of good, God. The so-called laws of matter and of medical science have never made mortals whole, harmonious, and immortal. Man is harmonious when governed by soul. God never ordained a material law to annul the spiritual law. If there were such a material law, it would oppose the supremacy of spirit, God and impugn the wisdom of the Creator. Science shows that material, conflicting, mortal opinions and beliefs emit the effects of error at all times. But this atmosphere of mortal mind cannot be destructive to morals and health when it is opposed promptly and persistently by Christian science. Truth and love antidote this mental miasma and thus invigorate and sustain existence. The term science, properly understood, refers only to the laws of God and to his government of the universe, inclusive of man. From this, it follows that businessmen and cultured scholars have found that Christian science enhances their endurance and mental powers, enlarges their perception of character, gives them acuteness and comprehensiveness and an ability to exceed their ordinary capacity. The human mind, imbued with this spiritual understanding, becomes more elastic, is capable of greater endurance, escapes somewhat from itself, and requires less repose. A knowledge of the science of being develops the latent abilities and possibilities of man. It extends the atmosphere of thought, giving mortals access to broader and higher realms. It raises the thinker into his native air of insight and perspicacity.
the lack of spiritual power in the limited demonstration of popular Christianity does not put to silence the labor of centuries. Spiritual, not corporeal, consciousness is needed. Man, delivered from sin, disease, and death, presents the true likeness or spiritual ideal. Systems of religion and medicine treat of physical pains and pleasures. But Jesus rebuked the suffering from any such cause or effect. The epic approaches when the understanding of the truth of being will be the basis of true religion. At present, mortals progress slowly for fear of being thought ridiculous. They are slaves to fashion, pride, and sense. Sometime we shall learn how Spirit, the great architect, has created men and women in science. We ought to weary of the fleeting and false and to cherish nothing which hinders our highest selfhood. In science, mind neither produces matter nor does matter produce mind. No mortal mind has the might or right or wisdom to create or to destroy. All is under the control of the one mind, even God. You command the situation if you understand that mortal existence is a state of self-deception and not the truth of being. Mortal mind is constantly producing on mortal body the results of false opinions, and it will continue to do so until mortal error is deprived of its imaginary powers by truth, which sweeps away the gossamer web of mortal illusion. Matter is made up of supposititious mortal mind force, but all might is divine mind. Thought will finally be understood and seen in all form, substance, and color, but without material accompaniments. When we fully understand our relation to the divine, we can have no other mind but his, no other love, wisdom, or truth, no other sense of life, and no consciousness of the existence of matter or error. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 206. O God, our Father, Mother, love, purge thou our hearts from sin, that in thy radiancy divine we may with eyes undimmed define thy will, reality. Hymn number 206.
Let's now sing hymn number 48. Dear Father, Mother, Thou dost grant all good and perfect gifts to me. Tis mine to raise this beacon here, obedience unto Thee. Hymn number 48. Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, 
and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Amen. Amen.